0: Welcome to the Sozo Church Podcast. Our desire is to see every person know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Enjoy. A life of legacy. You know, I don't know if you know this, but um, the reality about a legacy is this, is you will leave a legacy whether you know it or you like it or not. It's really what's dependent on you is, is, is the type of legacy that you leave. Is it going to be one that's short-lived, one that has more of a long tail? And, and if, if you're like me, I want to make a difference with the life that God has given me. There are things and dreams and abilities that I feel that God has gifted me with that I want to make a difference with, but not just for myself, but to leave a legacy behind so that other people, um, it can change other people's lives as well. Man, leaving a legacy is, is something that is, is, is bound to happen, but the type of legacy that we leave is, is really on us. And to kind of set the, the, the playing field and make sure we all understand what I'm talking about when we say legacy, it's living a life that outlives you. That's what, that's what a legacy is. It's living a life that outlives you. And it's so important that we, we have some sort of focus on that. And like I said, especially when becoming a father, I started to get really Laser focused on what are the things that I'm doing today that will I can leave behind for my kids and my grandkids or my family tomorrow? What's the legacy that I'm leaving? And legacy is 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 something that we can talk about, and it's mentioned all throughout the Bible, um, but today I really wanna pick apart the life of a, of a Bible character. His name is Saul, which then later he goes by Paul, and he was, in a, he was a great leader, he was an apostle, he was very educated, he was a lawyer, just an all-around, just what, see, what is, looks and appears to be a great man. Um, but God does something incredible in his life because there was a point where he wasn't living for Jesus, clearly, and, and Jesus shows up radically and changes his life and redeems all the things that he did before to leave a legacy for tomorrow. And so I think one thing that I really want us to walk away with today is maybe you hear the word legacy and you already almost have this pit in your stomach. You're like, man, I... I don't know if, if, if this can apply to me. I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm too whatever. Or maybe my, my time to leave a legacy has passed. Let me just tell you this. We serve a redeeming God. And whatever that you've gone through yesterday, he can use it today to change your tomorrow. And he will do that for you when you put him at the center. And so today we're going to talk about a redeeming God that helps us build a legacy that goes far beyond us. And what's incredible about legacy, and and I have a ladder up here, is because I think there's a lot of parallels when it comes to legacy and a ladder and some illustrations that we can really use to understand how we can leave a a, a legacy and a life that goes far beyond us, one that's impactful, one that uh, has a long tail, not something that's really short. And in general preacher fashion, I did the thing, and I just, I'm hanging out with Pastor Jason too much, I have three Ps for you today of how we leave a legacy, and I, it wasn't even intentional! I'm like, uh, no, okay, not, no, not that one, okay. But today, there are three things, three main things that I want to highlight today that are true about our lives, that are true about the latter, and true about the life of of Paul, of how we leave a legacy and how we build our legacy that outlives us. And the first thing that we need to understand when we're trying to build a legacy, when we're when we're really focusing on that in our lives, is we gotta understand our purpose. We gotta understand. Our purpose and and i don 't want to hit too much on this because we 've had a lot of really great messages lately that are surrounding this. If you go to the podcast, you can listen um, there 's been a, a lot of there 's been a lot of content around this. however, this is something that 's so key when we 're trying to understand the legacy and what we leave behind. You think about a ladder a ladder has a lot of potential right like there 's a lot of potential of what I could do with this but if, if i don 't know the purpose or if i 'm not using it for the right purpose, well, then it becomes meaningless. I, I'm, I'm just climbing something that gets to nowhere. You need to understand the purpose behind what you're doing. It has great potential, but unless it's used for the, its intended purpose, it's, it's useless. And, and Paul, who was once Saul, he, he saw this in his life. This is kind of, we're going to start from the beginning of his relationship with Jesus and him doing amazing things for the kingdom of God, because he wasn't always living that way. In Acts chapter 9 is, is where we see Jesus kind of come into the scene, and here we have Saul at this point. Saul was his Hebrew name, Paul was his Roman name, but then also there's some significance where once he starts preaching the good news, and once he starts reaching people for Christ, he goes by Paul. But Saul, who is Paul, hope you don't get confused, we'll, we'll, we'll figure this out. I'm, I, I might switch it, we'll get it together. Okay. Saul is walking, he's actually on a mission at this moment to go and persecute Christians to do the the exact opposite of what Jesus is trying to. He's trying to persecute Christians. He wants to put men and women in chains and and, 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 and enslave them. And this is what happens in Acts chapter 9, verses 3. It says this, As he was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up, go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. See, what's amazing here is that Paul has this interaction with Jesus, and what happens from here on out is actually Jesus blinds him, puts what are like scales over his eyes. People take him to into the city, then Jesus lifts the scales from his eyes, fills him with the Holy Spirit, and he starts to live in the purpose that he was, he was called to live in. And he starts what he starts doing is he starts preaching the gospel all over the world and reaching people for Christ. It's an amazing thing. It was great, but it took him a lot to get there. Before this moment... It, he didn't understand his purpose, and so what was happening is because he wasn't living in the right purpose, though he was intelligent, though he was educated, though he, he was all those things, he was successful in the world's eyes, he wasn't living up to the potential that God had for him. He was intoxicated by the world's view of, of success. And I feel, my fear is, rather, that many of us are like Saul in that way, where we have so much potential, but we're intoxicated by the world's view of success, and we're not Positioning ourselves in a way to live in that full potential. I mean, it, it's all around us. We chase after success. I mean, I remember it was uh, 2009, um, and, and Drake and Trey Songs released this track. Now, don't hate on me. I know it's a sore subject. I get it. We just lost, but you know, you, you hate him because you love him kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about? It's, I want the money, money in the cars, cars in the clothes, I suppose. I just want to be, I just wanna be successful. Okay, and I'm in I'm like 2000. yes, Drake, you know my heart. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like it's so it's so lame and cliche, but we have this desire for success. And we chase after and we and we we strive after success. And here's the deal: success is not a bad thing, it's not. But but here is, is, is my fear with us as people: is that if we're like Saul and don't understand our purpose, we can be successful to the world but never do anything significant to the kingdom of God. If we never understand our purpose, we can be successful in the world's eyes, but never do something significant to the kingdom of God. And we will climb this ladder of success and climb and climb and rung and rung and just climb up, but we'll never feel like we've done something significant because we're not living in the true purpose that God has planned out for us. But when we decide to live in our purpose, what then happens is, is similar to Saul, who is now Paul, God unlocks your potential, and you don't just be successful, you are then significant in the eyes of God, not that you're insignificant in where you're at, no, no matter what you're doing. What I'm saying is the things that you're doing, the things you're putting your time, your, your talents, your money, your efforts in, they become more significant to the kingdom of God because you're aligned with the greater purpose that he has for your life. And it's so important that we understand this. And, and let me just, again, I want to let you know, success isn't a bad thing. I don't, I don't work for the church. I have a job outside of this. I work in a creative marketing department for a great company, and there are things that I have dreams about doing. I, have, I, have, I, w- I want to climb the corporate ladder to a, to a degree. However, I also understand the purpose and the reason why God brought me here. And so when I tie success with purpose, that's what turns into significance. And so I can climb that ladder. I can be successful, but also be significant because I'm, I'm living in the purpose that God has for my life. And it's so important that we understand that. It's it's important that we understand the purpose that God has for us. God isn't isn't intimidated by success. He doesn't want you to not be successful. God, God actually wants to make you more successful than you'd ever be on your own. I think about many characters in the Bible. I think about David. David David was a man, he was under King Saul at this point, and Saul was kind of intimidated by him because God left Saul and went to David, and so he tries to send him away, puts him over, like, military, like, over a thousand men, and the Bible says this in 1 Samuel 18, uh, verse 14, it says, in everything he did, David, everything David did, he had great success. Why? Because the Lord was with him. See, God wants you to be successful, but he also wants to make sure that what you're doing is significant. He wants to make sure that you're living in the purpose that, God ha- that he has for your life. And so it, it's so key that we understand that. I think about, again, the life of Paul. He had great success, well-educated. He studied some under some of the world's best religious leaders, but his success turned into significance when he, was, when he unlocked his purpose because that's when God was able to show him his full potential. What's your purpose? What's the purpose that that you're you're on this planet? Are you living in what God has designed you to do? Because at Sozo Church, here's what we believe. We believe that your design reveals your destiny. We we talk about it in Step True the Growth Track. Every, Every single time we have that, we talk about how your design reveals your destiny. And when you're living in your destiny, it allows God to help you build your legacy. It's so important that we understand our purpose. That's the first thing we need in order to build our legacy, which leads me to my next point. If we want to build a true legacy, we need to know our purpose, but we also need to know our position. Now, I don't mean position like positional leadership. I mean like position like where you're planted, right? Like this ladder, if it's not positioned in the right way, I I can't reach whatever God God has intended for me, or I can't reach whatever the goal is. If I have it positioned over on this side of the platform, well, I can't reach a light that's over here. And it's it's so important that we understand the position that we need to be in. And Paul knew this. In Galatians 5, um, I, I, want, I want to pick this scripture apart with you a bit because I think it's easy uh, to, rec- or to think this uh, as a scripture that's celebrating something when really um, Paul, Paul is really calling something out. And let me, let me read it for you in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. It says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burned again by the yoke of slavery. See, I think it'd be easy to mistake this verse for something that's celebrating freedom. No, though freedom can be celebrated, that's not what Paul is talking about here. The major point he's saying is stand firm. It's a positional statement. Stand firm in in, in where you're at so that you can remain in freedom. He's not celebrating freedom. He's helping us understand how to stay free. Understanding the position you need to be in in order for God to use you is very important. All throughout the Bible, Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Remain in me and I'll remain in you. Remain, remain. It just says remain like 30 times in like six verses because Jesus knows that your position is so important to unlock your potential and to reach your purpose. It's so important that we understand our position. How many of us are positioning ourselves in a way where we can live a life that goes beyond us? How many of us are positioning ourselves in a way that glorifies God in everything that we do? Or that we can build something that's that's far greater than who we are in ourselves? And, and you want to know, I, gosh, I have to throw out a fourth P in here. I didn't, oh gosh, I don't know why I'm doing this. There's another one. This is not a real point. This is a sub point. It's another, it's a P sub point here. Um, is that position, What you know what position does? Position not only uh, heavily impacts where you're at, but position can also have a very heavy impact on your pers- perspective. Position has a heavy impact on your perspective. If if I'm over here versus on the other side of the platform, the perspective I have from up here is very different than if I were to walk over there. Your position heavily impacts your perspective. Are we positioning ourselves in a way to have a proper perspective on what God is trying to do in our lives? I think about Philippians. This again, this is Paul. He's writing from prison, the lowest of the low. And this is what he writes. In Philippians 1, 12-14, I want to report to you, friends, my imprisonment here has had the opposite of its intended effect. Instead of being squelched, the message has actually prospered. All the soldiers here and everyone else too found out that I'm in jail because of this Messiah. This piqued their curiosity and now they've learned all about him. Not only that, but most of the followers of Jesus here have become far more sure of themselves. man, in their faith than ever, speaking out fearlessly about God, about the Messiah. And Paul is a man with the right perspective. This dude is sitting in jail, and he said, you know what? This place isn't too bad. Like, (laughs) what? it's because he he was in the right position with God. He had the right perspective and it didn't only just change his life, but it changed the lives of others around him because of his proper perspective and him being in the right position. It impacted all the people around him to be stronger and to know who Jesus was more and more. We need to understand our position because it heavily impacts our perspective. How can we have a, a perspective that allows us to build a legacy that goes far beyond our life? What can we do to gain that perspective? How can we position ourselves in a way that gives us the right perspective of what, what we're, we're looking to do? Because honestly, it's easy to have a perspective of it's all about me, right? I, I get like that very often. Again, I am no expert. I have, I have a lot of things that I deal with and I struggle with. I deal with having the perspective, man, some things should just work out better for me. What's wrong with me? But the reality is, is your legacy is actually not a, about you. It's about what you're building for the other people that follow you and do we have the right position and perspective to do that. I think about, I think about having a kid. Having Lena, it has changed my perspective and my motives so drastically. I, the way that I think about things, the way that I think about life is so different. I have a different perspective. And when we have the right position, God can give us the right perspective, and then we can, we can ultimately help others, not just ourselves, build their life and build the kingdom of God, doing things significant for him. So a true legacy, like I said, it's built with purpose. It's built with the right position. And the last thing is this, uh, uh, your legacy is, is built, and this, this might sound simple, but it's built with presence. Not like gifts, like, you know, not like that, like presence, actually being there. Now, I, I can't stress to you how, how important this is, and not to like, no, duh. When I want to know when this ladder is really useless, when I'm not there to use it, right? Like it's just, it's just standing there. There's no one there to climb it. There's no one there to do anything great with the potential and the, and the purpose that it has. And in the same way, if you're not present in your life, the legacy that you could build, it becomes nearly meaningless, you need to be present in your life. And Paul, man, he knew. I'm not even going to pick out one scripture. There is scripture after scripture, letter after letter that Paul wrote. He wrote a majority of the New Testament. He's writing letters. And, and so many of them, he says, if I could only be with you. Oh, man, if I could just, if I could just be there with you. Oh, I'll be there with you soon. I'll send someone to be there with you. I want to just be in your presence. I want to be with you. Because Paul knew how powerful presence is. How powerful presence is when it comes to our legacy in the life that we lead. He always said, I mean, I wish I was there. I wish I was, I was with you. And I think that sometimes we can really overcomplicate things when it comes to leaving a legacy or living a life that's greater than ourselves. When a lot of times, it's, it's, they, people just want you to be there for them. They want your presence because our presence, you want what does? Our presence speaks way louder than our ambitions, you could have the best ambitions, the best things that you wish you could do in the world, but your presence, man, that speaks so much louder. Are we present in our lives? Are we, pre- like, are we present with ourselves? Do we understand our, our, our self? Not even just the people. Like, are, are we present in the moment? Are you, are you taking in all the things around you Understanding, looking at the blessings that God has for you, similar to how Paul was in jail. Man, he could have been somewhere else thinking about a hundred different things, but instead he was present in that moment and he had the right perspective. And look what happened. Are you present in your life? Are you present in the lives of others, in your friends? Are you present at your workplace? When someone comes to you and says, Man, I I I, I need you to help me. I, I have a question about this. I need you to mentor me. I need you to help build me up. Help me understand this. Are you present in that moment? Because I guarantee you, if you were just to take a, a second and look at them in the face and be present in that, in that time, you, you will start to leave a legacy. You will start to, to be someone that they'll look, man, I, 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 I wish Nate was here if you're not there. I remember when Nate was here. I, I remember when Nate did this. I remember, I remember when whoever, because you're just present. You're there in the moment. Are you present in your families? And, and this is a topic that can get really touchy, but like Kayla and I had, had a conversation this week because here's the deal, things get stressful. Life gets stressful. I, work this week was crazy. And Kayla looked at me, she said, hey, are, I just want to make sure, are you present? Are you here with us? Because I know that work is crazy. I know that things are stressful, but just just hang out with us. See what God is doing in your family and watch how it changes the way that you view your workplace. Are you present in your family? There are things, and there are circum- I know there are circumstances for everything, but just be present in those moments. Are you present in your marriage? Are you present with your kids? This doesn't just go for dads. This is for everybody. If you have a, are you present in their life? I wasn't gonna I wasn't share this. You wanna know what one of my biggest fears is? My, one of my greatest fears of my life is for Lena to grow up and we're, you know, we're, we're at some sort of event or something like that or something happens and, and she has, has the ability to say, you know, my dad was just never there for me. That sounds like a weird fear, I know, but there's just something inside of me that, that the last thing I ever want is for my daughter or anybody to see me is not present because that's all I ever wanted to see. I just wanted someone to be there for me. I just wanted to say, you didn't need to be there every single day, every single moment, but when you're there, are you actually there? Are you on Instagram or Twitter looking at what other people are doing? When you're at a party, are you looking at other people's parties? No, just be at the party you're at. Be in the situation you're in and watch how God starts to change that because for me, I know that me being present in my daughter's life and seeing the purpose and the potential that she has and where she could go with God, me being present for that and being a springboard for that is far more important than anything that God could ever do through my life by myself. It's so important that we're present. And I know that, like I said, maybe a lot of us have struggled in life with with not having people in our life or parents in our life that were present. And so where do we get this example? Well, let me just tell you this, that Jesus, more than anything in the world, just wants to be present with you. He He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to be close to you. It's hard to love someone from far away. No, he wants to be close to you. He wants to be present in everything that you're doing. Thanks for listening. Join us each week here on the podcast or live in San Francisco. Keep up with life at Sozo by following at Sozo Church SF on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Have a great day. Thanks.